Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delectable page of Talmud every day. Why delectable? Well, because in today's page, you have a Moth 38, Talmud makes an interesting observation. Have a listen. With regard to a widow waiting for her Yavam, or the brother of her late husband, to either consummate a leveret marriage or perform chalitza with her, meaning setting her free, i.e. a Yavama to whom property was bequeathed, Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel both agree that she may sell or give away that property ab initio, and that if she did, the transfer is valid. Since she has only a leveret bond with the Yavam, she retains total control of the property. This is in contrast to a betrothed woman concerning whom Bethilel ruled that she may not sell such property because her betrothed also has rights to it. In the heart of a patriarchal society where women having any sort of rights, let alone rights to property, was far from obvious, the Talmud comes and says, no, this woman, well, she's in charge of her own fortunes. And this gives me the opportunity, which I am thrilled with, to welcome to the show the entrepreneur behind a sister act producing what I, being the self-described world's greatest expert on trina or tahini uh, in the common parlance, rule is some of the absolute finest tahini produced anywhere. The stuff I use every day. Welcome to the show, Amy Zeidelman of Zoom. Hi, Liel. Thanks for having me. I absolutely love your stuff. And as soon as I read this bit of Talmud today about women being in, in charge, in charge of their property, in charge of their financial destiny, kind of the first thought that came to mind, maybe because I was eating some of your very delicious tahini <laughs> as I was studying Talmud, uh, was, hey, I really would love to share the story of how Zoom came to be with our listeners and what better way to celebrate women, or in this case, literally sisters doing it for themselves. So tell me about this company and how it started. Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. So my sisters and I started Zoom Foods almost 10 years ago now. Even over 10 years ago, the idea came about when we realized that there was great tahini, sorry, we have to call it tahini, but of course tahina, uh, in Israel and not any great tahini available in the United States. And what we found when we started doing some very simple market research was that most people had no idea what tahini even was. If they did, they were really only using it to make hummus and then probably throwing away their jar six months later because they didn't know what else to do with it. So as a tahini lover yourself, Liel, you can probably understand our anguish at the missed opportunity for such an inspiring and versatile and amazing ingredient. So we took it upon ourselves to make tahini a more popular ingredient in the American market. What is it like starting a company with your sisters? I, I imagine that it's either a dream come true or a sort of soap opera in the making. Well, nobody forced us to do it. So it has definitely been come true. And we come from a family of entrepreneurs and actually from a father who, you know, I think what I take a lot of inspiration from as it relates to this podcast, who actually brought us into more of our Jewish faith through the lens of business ethics, Jewish business ethics in particular. That was really his gateway into becoming more observant and more understanding of the value that Judaism brings to our day-to-day -day life. And so we always use this idea of Jewish 
values and Jewish law as an undertone for family decisions or, of course, business decisions. And so working with my sisters has been awesome because our parents have laid that foundation that you can mix business and home as long as there are boundaries and uh, very clear expectations. And so I wouldn't trade it for the world, the opportunity to work as much with my sisters as I have for the past 10 years. Now, it's 2022, but sadly, there still is, uh, you know, somewhat of a dearth of, of companies run by women or to borrow the language of the Talmud today, women being in total control of the property. <sighs> Is that something that that you think about as you run your business on a day-to-day basis? Is that something that occurs to you or are you so busy just with kind of bottom lines and production schedules to stop and reflect on the fact that you are a minority within a minority? Yeah, it's a great question. Definitely on the day-to-day, we don't stop to think about it. You know, we're working on putting one foot in front of the next and likely putting out whatever fire is ahead of us as it relates to entrepreneurship. But when you do stop and reflect on it, we just recognize how lucky we are to have had the opportunity to start a business, the support system of our father and also our husbands, not to lean into that patriarchy, but it really does take a partnership and a family to execute on the entrepreneurial vision that my sisters and I have set out to do. And so we're lucky in that respect, but there's a lot of opportunity still to elevate women as it relates to business and, and entrepreneurship. You're absolutely right. When you started, uh, you'd walk up and down the the aisles of even the finest supermarkets. And if you found any tahini, it was not anything that I would even consider eating. And I would always have to import stuff in, you know, <laughs> clandestinely from Israel. And now not only are your products widely available, but there are also a few competitors who really are making not not as great as you, but no, it's, it's, yes, it's true. seems like the market is booming. It is. I mean, I think it's all in you know, relation or relative to other categories that have longstanding appreciation or understanding in the American market. But exactly like you said, I mean, 10 years ago, a grocery buyer would ask us, why would I bring in another tahini? Because this, you know, the tahini that I sell right now hardly moves. And the category truly has expanded. One of the things that we've worked really hard to do is to take tahini out of that you know, black hole international aisle and move it into the nut butter section. And that has been a great execution for us in terms of contributing to the strategy of teaching Americans how all the different ways that they can use tahini. So uh, it really has changed tremendously in the last 10 years, and it's been exciting to experience. The nut butter section, it should be with a salad dressing, with a condiments, with a soft drinks. I mean, it should be uh, in every aisle. Amy Seidelman, thank you so much for being our guest uh, and for running this wonderful business that brings me joy on a daily basis. Thank you so much, Liel. I'm glad to hear it. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. 
You can find us on Twitter at Take One Dafiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.